I hope all of you enjoyed that royalty-free music. It was called Coffee and Conversation, so that's why I picked it. Uh, anyway, welcome back to Believe in the Board, a daily sports betting show brought to you by the fine folks Believe. My name is Daniel Corrigan. I am still your host. I'm sorry if that upsets you. Um, but today, we're going to break down my bets from last night. Went 2-1. and one. Congratulations if you tailed. Uh, we'll get into that one loss, actually. We'll have a quick chat about the college football playoff. Uh, the rankings were officially revealed last night. And there was no surprises, but there's still something I have a problem with, and I mentioned it yesterday. Uh, then we'll give a brief update. I realized I didn't do this yesterday. I have a college basketball under system that has two years of documented profitability. Uh, we'll go through, every day we'll go through the uh, unders that fit my system. It's actually a really heavy day of unders. There's a lot of games on today. Uh, and then speaking of that, we'll talk about the games of the day. It's a big college basketball game. Uh, no football. Some would bet on the World Cup, not me. Just don't really know. Shout out to the United States for beating Iran last night or last afternoon. Uh, but let's get into these picks. Let's start with uh, last night's card. So last night's card, we had two winners. We had Michigan plus four against Virginia. Uh, we had uh, Charlotte plus, f- I got them at plus five. I believe they closed at plus four. Or they were plus four when I gave it out. But they were plus five. They ended up going to overtime. It was very hairy for a while there. And then they ended up winning straight up in overtime. So that was a winner. My third bet I gave out, I gave out Baylor, minus six and a half against Marquette. Somehow, someway, I totally forgot to bet on this game. I remember flipping through my TV, just looking for the games. I saw it on my TV. I'm like, oh no, I didn't bet on this. I forgot to place my bet. Luckily, I didn't because Baylor lost by uh, approximately 300 points to Marquette. It's pretty bad, Um, so... If you tailed that pick, I'm sorry, but technically I only went to I went two and zero personally last night. Uh, shout out to Michigan and Charlotte. Michigan looks very good, by the way. Are not very good. They look they look exactly how I thought they were going to look, and how they they're just a tournament team. Is that's what I said. They are built for the tournament. They did the same thing last year. They struggled all of last year. You remember? I remember the Wisconsin game when uh, Juwan Howard got into that fight. I can't remember Wisconsin's coach right now, but he got into that fight, and that kind of felt like the down point of Michigan basketball. It felt like everything was going downhill. They weren't really playing all that well. They had all these recruits, and they just weren't winning games. They get into the tournament, and then they go on this massive run just because they're they're just very talented. They're built for the tournament. They have that dominant player in Hunter Dickinson. They have a lot of good shooters. We saw it yesterday. They shot the ball decently well. Not They didn't shoot the ball great. They shot the ball about 42% from three. But they also didn't limit the... I'm sorry, you had to hear that. ESPN's app. ESPN's website is so bad. Just because the, the amount of videos that just autoplay um, just out of the clouds at random times is absurd. But Michigan shot the ball very well. They just... Defensively, they had no answers for, for Virginia in the second half. Because Michigan went into halftime with an 11-point lead, 45-34. Then they got outscored by uh, 13 points in the second half. Luckily, Michigan found a way to cover because we were in that territory where Virginia was up two, but they were shooting free throws with the final seconds uh, to put them up four. And if Michigan went down and missed the shot, they would foul again. Then we wouldn't be covering. And then we were hoping for 
we were hoping for a jumper just to push us or three to win. Luckily, I believe Hunter Dickinson scored um, when Virginia went up four, and then that was it. But so Michigan covers, we're happy with that. Charlotte covers, we're happy with that. I'm sorry if you took Baylor. Uh, I forgot to take them. All right, I, uh, I have the unfortunate news of reporting that the college football playoff committee has once again gathered into one room to decide to which teams are going to the college football playoff. And they have once again done an absolutely terrible job. They, haven't, they didn't do a terrible job in the top four. They got that right. If they were to get this top four wrong, that, I mean, I don't know what... I don't know what to do at that point, but they got it right. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, uh, USC, in that order. Ohio State at fifth is correct. And then they did what we all knew they were going to do, but it still pissed me off as much as if I didn't think they were going to do it. Alabama over Tennessee. Alabama over Tennessee. I, I said it yesterday. These two teams met at a predetermined time, at a predetermined place, with the sole objective of deciding or seeing who could outscore the other team over the course of one entire football game. Like, it happened. It was real. You didn't dream it. That game happened. And Tennessee won that game. Whether, yeah, Alabama was good. They were thrashing that Tennessee defense. Just because Bryce Young is one of, if not the best player, offensive player in college football this year. Or just in general. They lost. They, Alabama lost this football game. And you can make the argument, okay, Tennessee got thumped against South Carolina. Uh, worse loss than Alabama. Um, one of those losses for Alabama was to the team we're talking about, so this should be irrelevant, but unfortunately it's not. Um, and the other loss for Alabama was to LSU, who just lost to Texas A&M, so that win no longer looks good. According to this resume, or according to this committee, one of Alabama and Tennessee have a top 10 win. It's Tennessee, and it's the team we're talking about that they should be ahead of. They both have two losses. I get uh, Hendon Hooker being out doesn't help. It doesn't help Tennessee because Hendon Hooker was one of the best quarterbacks in college football, although I still believe Joe Milton could be really good for this team in whichever bowl game they play in. Uh, They should play in the Orange Bowl against Clemson, just for obvious reasons. But, Tennessee, it's, what's the point of them showing up at all at this point? If if you can beat Alabama, you can slay the Dragon, and it still doesn't matter. The committee doesn't, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. It truly does not make sense to me. Um, Clemson only falling one spot after... Losing to South Carolina is just absolute insanity as well. I don't. Clemson sucks. Kansas State at nine and three at ten is better than them. Utah at nine and three is better than them. Washington at ten and two is better than them. Florida State at nine and three is better than them. LSU at nine and three is better than them. I would hesitate to say Oregon State and Oregon are better, but I really like those two teams. I think UCLA is better. Clemson's not good. Notre Dame thumped them. They're eight and four. They're ranked twenty one. They got kind of blitzed in the rankings after getting. Not annihilated by USC, but pretty handled pretty easily. So that's the college football playoff. At this point, like I said yesterday, I think Georgia and Michigan are guarantees. There's no possible reality where they miss. TCU is about 97% guaranteed. Um, I wouldn't, I don't want to punish a team 
just because they had the right to go play in the conference championship game. That's not fair. They finished the regular season 12-0. and If they were to lose this game, if TCU were to lose this game, which they very well could, and I might honestly bet on Kansas State, the resume would instantly become 12-0 and TCU versus 11-1 Ohio State. For me, the, in this scenario, these are play-in games for TCU and USC. You don't get punished if you lose these games, but you're rewarded if you win. That's your reward for winning your side of your conference. For TCU, they went undefeated in the regular season, and if they were to lose the conference championship game, I would pit their regular season resume against Ohio State's regular season resume, and TCU just clears them. USC, on the other hand, that's where the conversation begins. Like, the same thing. If USC wins, they're in. They, they earn that right to play that game, to uh, clinch a spot. But they also should not be punished at the same time if they lose that game. However, if they do lose that game, then I'm pitting 11-1 USC against 11-1 Ohio State. There's much more of a debate there. There's so much more of a debate there. Um... I don't know. I, thinking about it now, I know there are many reasons to pick both schools. And Ohio State's loss was worse than USC's loss. Um, Ohio State's wins are better than USC's wins. Um, although they do have a common opponent in which USC kind of handled Notre Dame better. Oh, yeah, that's actually... But, you know, that's what I'm, that's the point I'm trying to make is I don't want to punish TCU and USC just because they were good enough to make the conference championship game, and Ohio State was not good enough. Um, although they did, they Ohio State's got that top ten win with Penn State. They got Notre Dame on the schedule. You know they got the wins, they got the resume. But so we got one more week. We'll again we'll give out the official picks for conference championship week tomorrow. Um, as long as, as well as NFL Thursday Night Football, of which I still don't remember who's actually playing. So let's look at that right now. Thanks to our friends at FanDuel, who are telling me the Buffalo Bills will head to New England. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are four-point favorites on the road with a 43.5-point total. I have no idea what I want to do in that yet. I'm assuming the under, just because Josh Allen is regressing as of this current moment, and the New England Patriots and Mac Jones are... I would rather, what would I rather do? I'd rather be stabbed in the eyes than watch Mac Jones play football. He sucks in the, at the NFL level. He was very good in college, obviously. I first-hand experience of that. He stinks. He's just not good. This team is carried by their defense. They're, they're a boring team. They're a very, very, very boring team to watch. But that's enough New England Patriots slander. I do that every day. Uh, let's get into my college basketball under system. Alright, so I have been working on this under system for about three years ago. So I discovered it in my college apartment uh, the winter of 2020, which, you know, coronavirus forced us all inside. We didn't really, couldn't really do much of anything. So I watched a lot of college basketball, and I started noticing some trends. I started noticing that, hey, these teams that are playing... Small, fast-paced teams that are playing slower-paced teams. These games are going under by quite a lot, and vice versa. So, what I did was I, I came up with this system where I take teams in the top 100 of pace of play, 
and teams in the bottom 250 of pace of play. I give or take about five spots just because the numbers are so close to each other. Uh, and these are Ken Palm's adjusted tempo ratings, actually. And if those two, if if a team with a higher pace of play teams plays a team with a lower pace of play, then that is officially an under, but only if the total is above 130, because when it's below 130, it's just not worth it. It's just it it it's just not worth it at that point. Uh, but Kenja Ken Palm's adjusted tempo measures the pace of play per 40 possessions against a team that would play at an average tempo. So that's and my reasoning with this strategy is that if the team with the higher pace of tempo takes the lead, takes starts running away with this game, then that team with the slower pace has to, you know, they have to pick it up, they have to start running a little bit. And that throws them out of whack and that just, it greatly limits how efficient that team can be on offense. And again, the same thing. Um... If the team with the slower pace of play controls the game, it, it just becomes irritating for that fast-paced team because they just want to go, go, go. But they can't. So, and last night, it went 3-2. and two. There was only five games on the docket last night for it. When 3-2, and two, uh, Bellarmine, Kentucky hit. Um, NC State, William & Mary did not. Brown, Central, Con- Central Connecticut hit. Syracuse, Illinois, under 143 and a half hit. Uh, Illinois just blew Syracuse out of the water in the second half. I was watching that game. Illinois, team to watch. Uh, And then Missouri, Wichita State. That game went into overtime, so it did not hit. We are up to 30 and 22 on the season, although that number is not 100% accurate because when Thanksgiving happened, I took a break, obviously. And I did not account for college basketball games still happening, although I turned my brain off. So I have to manually go in, try and find the totals for every single one of those days that I missed. Or not try, just go find the totals for every single one of the, those days I missed. And then I got to try and I think I'm going to have to guess about the pace of play. Because I don't know if I can find the pace of play from X date, you know. So it's going to be a big guess, but it's it's 30 and 22 right now, which is pretty good. It's right around. It's doing better than it did last year. Last year, what did it hit last year? Last year was not very good. 55.15, still profitable, but not at that same clip I had in 2020 when I first discovered this. Um, just sitting in my college apartment and just just betting on college basketball all day. Um, people are still talking about my run from December 2020 through. What was it? February, mid-February 2021. I hit 75% of my college bets. Well, bets in this system played a huge part in that. So that was that was just an incredible... I, I yearned for that time. I yearned for that time where I just sat, woke up, walked to my computer and my TV, turned on college basketball, and just won money. It was so great. I wish... I, I advise everybody to have that same type of lifestyle. Wake up, watch college basketball, win money. It's that simple. It's that simple. Um, but let's get into the game today. I got them on my trusty notepad that I write on. Uh, we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10 games today. We got 10 games that fit the system tonight. We'll just speed through them if you want to stop and listen. Go ahead. But uh, Wyoming, it's in order. Uh, Wyoming, Santa Clara under 136.5. Santa Clara is a faster pace team. Uh, Sacred Heart versus New Hampshire. Under 145 and a half. Sacred Heart is a faster-paced team. I'll just give you the faster-paced team. 
Uh, Marshall versus Akron. Marshall is the faster-paced team. Total 143.5. Toledo versus Richmond. Toledo is the faster-paced team. Total 145.5. Drake versus Indiana State. Indiana State is the team under 148.5. Purdue versus Florida State. Florida State is the faster-paced team uh, under 135.5. Jacksonville versus UAB. UAB is the faster-paced team. They are one of the top ten. Uh, total 139.5. Georgetown versus Texas Tech. Georgetown is that team under 137.5. Missouri State versus Illinois at Chicago. Uh, that Chicago is 60, uh, the faster paced team. Total 134.5. And then finally, Central Arkansas versus Loyola Chicago. Central Arkansas is ranked 10th in the country in this stat. And the total is 142.5. So that is what I have for the system. Uh, let's get into my official plays of the day. Like I said, these days where it's mostly college basketball are going to be shorter just because there's not much to talk about. Um, I do have two plays in already. There's a game that should have tipped off actually already. Um, yeah, it's 12.08. This game tipped off at noon. Navy at Lipscomb. I had the under in that game. Uh, two very slow-paced teams. Uh, and then I have Wyoming, uh, Santa Clara under 136.5. That's one of my system plays. But although also the word on the street is a lot of sharp money is heading towards the under on that. So jump on that while you can. Tip off is 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, I believe, right around that uh, window. Um, so jump on that before that falls. So I got those two games. And then I got Ohio State plus six against Duke. Now, if you remember last year, my Buckeyes, they were able to come back and outright beat Duke at the Schoenstein Center in Columbus. Duke is better this year. Ohio State is not. Or Duke is roughly the same. I wouldn't say Duke is better. But Ohio State is not. Um, they lost uh, Malachi Branham and um, EJ Liddell to the NBA draft. They're two best players by far, uh, especially on the offensive side of the court. Duke did just lose by 19 to Purdue, and Ohio State has pretty solid wins. They at uh, at during the Maui tournament they blew out Cincinnati by like 30, uh, and then they beat up a pretty good Texas Tech team. I actually did not watch that game, but they beat them up pretty badly. So Ohio State, Ohio State's they run on their defense. They um, Zed Key is one of He's been there for a while now. Zed Key has been with the program for a while, and he's been a very good defensive player. I don't. I think it's kind of a problem that he is now the star of the show. Uh, that doesn't. That concerns me with their offense. Although Duke has kind of has kind of struggled a little bit. You know, they just got waxed by Purdue, Ohio State. They're kind of. They're scrappy. They're scrappy. Under Chris Holman, they've always been scrappy. They never have the best offense. It's very frustrating to watch just because they're not a very great shooting team. Um, but I will take the Buckeyes plus six. Uh, they're going. It's at uh, uh, at Duke. I will take the Buckeyes plus six. I just think that's too much money for two teams that rely on their defense and two offenses that are kind of struggling right now. So I will take Ohio State plus six. That's just an absurd amount of points. Uh, North Carolina, and this is the ACC Big Ten Challenge, by the way, uh, these games. North Carolina versus Indiana. Now, North Carolina started the season ranked number one in the country. They have since lost twice. 
and they fall into 19, which I believe is the biggest jump in AP poll history for college basketball for the number one team uh, to fall. But this is still, I mean, it's still a very good team. Armando Baycott is a little banged up, but on the other side, so is Trace Jackson Davis for Indiana. So those two kind of cancel each other out. Um, those injuries kind of cancel each other out if they're both banged up. Um, but North Carolina, they've competed in every game. They're still, they're, they're very clearly overrated, but they're still very good. They're still very good offensively and defensively. Um, and Indiana, they're undefeated. They have played so well under Mike Woodson since he was hired last year. We saw them, they won the play-in game last year, got to the tournament. Did they, I can't remember if they won in the first round or not, but anyway... This is, this is a good team, but they haven't played anybody outside the top 250 in Ken Palm's uh, team efficiency rating, which is a problem. And I feel like whenever that's happened, that means they're due. The team, that team is due to just get smacked in the mouth by a clearly superior North Carolina team that is, or clearly superior to their uh, opposition so far this year. So I, North Carolina, I'm kicking myself that I didn't take them earlier. I'm actually got to turn on this Navy Lipscomb game. Uh, I'm kicking myself I didn't take them earlier because they were plus six and a half, but all my bets were tied up, and I don't like depositing money when I have outstanding bets. So, but they're down to plus four. They were uh, they were hovering around plus five and a half, um, plus six, you know six point dog. But at plus four, I still like them here. You're getting four points for a team. That is still playing. That is still very good despite their losses, and is going to play a team that is kind of coasting off beating up on mediocrity. So I'm going to go with North Carolina there. All right, I got this Navy Lipscomb game on, and it's the most over game I've ever seen in my life. It's 14 to 12 with 12:59 left in the first half. This is the most over game I've ever seen in my life. What a disaster! Anyway, my next pick: USC at Cal. Now. USC is not as good as they have been the previous few years, mostly because they don't have a Mobley brother on their team, which has been very good for them the past couple of years. However, Cal is 0-7 to start the year. They've lost to teams such as Southern, Texas State, UC Davis, who almost made me retire permanently from betting on sports the other night when they were up by 30 with like 15 minutes left in the game. Uh, as a four-point favorite, and then had to win in overtime, they almost they almost made my permanent no-bet list, um, which is starting to grow by the day. But this, what I'm trying to say is, Cal is not good at all. USC isn't hasn't been great, but USC has so much depth on the floor, and there's so much just more talented and bigger. They can shoot better. Um, I mean, Cal is just. They're bad. I, they're, they have been bad the past two seasons. I believe they're like seven and thirty-three in conference play the past two seasons, which is terrible. And I get they play in a um, a tough Pac-12. They do. That's a very tough basketball conference. No matter if the uh, if the upper echelon teams are having an up year or a down year, that's still a very tough conference to play. But this is just a really bad team. And USC has been dominant in the conference lately uh 29 and 11 over the past two seasons and they just have the they just have the horses uh cal does not i don't know how they're going to find a way to guard drew peterson uh he was a i think he's like a six seven point guard 
I just don't see a way they're going to... If I can get this team under 10 points, USC, I'm going to take them because Cal has not been good. They're 2-5 and five against the spread. It's not like they're covering better. Uh, they turn the ball over their top 10 team in terms of turnover rate. They don't shoot the three well. They're bottom 300th. They don't rebound well. And they are what... They actually, funnily... Funnily. Again, I'm not very good at articulating or saying words. But Cal is one of the tallest teams in the country. I read that this morning. I don't remember where, but I'm read, I read that this morning. I just don't think they're going to have the athleticism paired with the size to stop USC. So I will take USC minus 9.5. I would play them up to 10 as well. But if you can get them under double digits, I would take them there. All right, my final pick for tonight. Notre Dame, uh, Michigan State. Again, ACC Big Ten showdown. Uh, some would call it a Big Ten Big Ten showdown if those cowards at Notre Dame would just finally join the Big Ten like they're eventually going to. But Michigan State, their backcourt is very fun with uh, Tyson Walker and uh, AJ Hogard. Those two have been incredibly efficient shooting the ball. They're not. They don't turn the ball over, and they're just. They have so many weapons to play with on this roster. However, Michigan State is without Jaden Atkins tonight and. Apparently Malik Hall as well, so that's actually pretty big. I didn't know that. Uh, Notre Dame has hasn't really played a tough schedule. They um, their lone loss was the St. Bonaventure last week, but you know these midseason tournaments are just so funky. And one one of the main problems with Notre Dame this season, and they don't really have a problem because they've been playing really well, but. They're not, their rotation is not deep because they're dealing with injuries. However, they are going to have Marcus Hammond uh, available for the first time. He is a transfer from Niagara, I believe. I can't remember. I believe Niagara. But he was a big-time transfer that came into Notre Dame. That should help. But I still feel like that Notre Dame is running on tired legs right now. And I know Michigan State's going to have to... These starters are going to have to pick it up a little bit with... Um, with uh, Aikens and Hall ruled out uh, for tonight, but are doubtful, but it's sounding like they're going to be out. Um, that's they're going to be fre- they're they're going to have to limit their their rotation is going to get tighter tonight, but they're going to be running on fresher legs because Notre Dame's guys they're all running they're all they were all averaging more than thirty minutes per game, which is just that's brutal, especially when you're playing in a tournament setting in the middle of the season. And now you got to go play Michigan State, or Michigan State comes to you, I should say. I really like Notre Dame this year. I really do. I really, really, really wanted to take Notre Dame in this game. However, that's the one thing is they're dealing with injuries. Um, they have they've had to play their starters the majority of these games to win some of them. Although they are still a very good team, Michigan State they're playing on fresher legs. Um, you can only, you can find them currently as a one and a half point favorite. I would take Michigan State here um, for that reason. I think the, these two teams are very evenly matched. I really like Notre Dame this year. Notre Dame shoots the ball well. They play great defense. Um, they're actually very efficient shooting the ball as well. They're top thirty at uh, per Ken Palm and uh, adjusted offensive efficiency. Um, so I again that scares me, but again I I'm betting on Michigan State's freshness in this one. These two teams are very equal in my eyes. They're both banged up right now, but again Michigan State's running on fresher legs, so I will take Michigan State as a minus one and a half point favorite. 
Alright, so let's go through my card one more time. I have Michigan State minus one and a half against Notre Dame. I got Ohio State plus six. They're, they're hanging around plus five and a half, plus five right now. Um, I got them at six. I would still take them up to plus five. I just think that's too many points. I have the under in Wyoming and Santa Clara. That's not only just one of my bets. That is a system play for my under system. Uh, I currently have under 140 in Navy Lipscomb. It is 18 to 12 Lipscomb uh, with 11.26. It is 21 to 12 Lipscomb with 11.20 left in the first half. So that is the most over game of all time. Um, I also have North Carolina plus four over Indiana. So that's the full card. And that should just about do today. There wasn't a lot. It's a big college basketball day. Uh, tomorrow, it's mostly going to be football. We're going to talk the NFL. We're going to talk Thursday night, Bills at Patriots. We're going to talk the college football championship weekend. We're going to give official plays then. Obviously, I will still talk about college basketball, give you my unders, uh, my uh, under system plays. And then we'll talk, you know, whatever else comes out. Maybe we'll talk, do a tight little preview of NFL Sunday. But, um... The plan right now is to, tomorrow is going to be, the main focus is going to be Conference Championship Weekend and the NFL. So thank you guys again for listening. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Thank you for listening, however you're listening. Uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, wherever you find your podcast. Um, we'll be back tomorrow roughly around the same time. So thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.